Hello, lovely people, welcome, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Research Spotlight. This is the show where we get to interact with researchers from all over the world. My name is Tisha, and today's conversation is with Mr. George Jemphy. Mr. Jemphy is a PhD candidate at the University of Queensland in Australia. He holds a Bachelor of Arts in English Language from the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology in Ghana, and a Master of Arts in Teaching English as an International Language from the Prince of Songkhla University in Thailand. His current research interest centers on how students learn and what can be done to foster their learning assessment capabilities using educational technologies. It's all good to have you here again, Mr. Jemphy. Thank you very much, Tisha. And yeah, I know my... this is the third time, right? Yeah, yeah this is the third time. <laughs> I am gradually becoming a regular customer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you so much for availing yourself and then always coming here to share your journey with us. I hope you are doing well in Australia and it's not too warm there. No, no um, I think we are gradually going out of um, winter. So um, the weather is well balanced here. So everything is okay. Yeah. Everything's Great. Okay right here. Great. That's really good to know. So talking about learning and assessment capabilities, I mean, everything about learning, teaching and learning. Has this always been your dream? Um. Um, yes, um, I would say, yeah, that's what I would say. I haven't really, I haven't done any other thing in my life apart from teaching and working with students. So um, from, from an earlier stage in my life, um, that is what I've been always dreaming about, um, teaching kids, teaching young adults, and um, to some extent adults in general so um it's it's always been it's always been my dream and i don't know where this will be leading me to in the next future but for now that is what i'm passionate about that's good to know so that means you feel fulfilled already right because you are you are living the dream right <laughs> to 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 a, to a larger extent it's still it's still a journey there's still more to be accomplished and um um doing my best to 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 live the dream to the fullest yeah so um I think I'm the right. I'm on the right path. Right path, great. So, how was growing up like for you? I mean, little George wanting to teach, wanting to mm -hmm. learn. How was growing up like for you? Yeah, um, I think. Um, well, whatever you are passionate about, you you start acting it out at a very young age. So, um, growing up, I used to gather my siblings around. We we lived in. A big house so a lot of siblings not really mad but a few of us um where i gather them around and try to teach them something uh yeah so it's um these little things that i've been acting out is what um has added up together to 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 develop me as a person um as i am so i just sometimes give them words to spell i'll sometimes take them through dictations, mm. just here and there. Uh, and then 
and then here I am now um, teaching all the way to the highest level. So um, yeah, um, so growing up, I've been acting out my dream in the smallest way possible, and that has that is what has has accumulated to bring me this far. This far, wow, great! And what problems are your research work solving? Um, well, it's I'm solving problems. I'm making contributions. So essentially, what what we are solving is to see to it that students have developed an ability to 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 make decisions for themselves and also I mean, inform decisions for themselves based on certain standards. And most importantly, what we want to solve is that we want to develop students into lifelong learners. We want students to be to be to be well equipped to such an extent that when they when they finish higher education, they 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 know where to go. They know how to create things for themselves. They they rely on their own ability to make things work for themselves. I think that is what education should eventually aim at doing, um, bringing people up in such a way that once they have been able to pass through the whole higher education system, they they come up well, come out well equipped to 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 not to be de totally dependent on on systems that have already been created but to try as much as possible to come up with things that they themselves have initiated or have come to have learned throughout their their education so we are trying what my the problem my research is trying to solve is not to totally rely on the past like in ghana we normally focus on past 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 so we have a lot of uh, exams or a lot of assessment focusing on past questions. So mm -hmm. the moment you begin to focus on past, 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 then um, we get stuck. We get stuck there, right? So you see um, students in higher education or students in even SHS relying most on past question. Our examination um, mm -hmm. councils um, focusing on past questions. Meanwhile, the world is progressing. The world mm -hmm. is changing now mm -hmm. and then, right? So um, it's good to look back, but whilst we look back, we have to we look back. We have to look into the future, more and more into the future, which means that we have to be able to be, we have to develop students who are able to create, and who are who will be so innovative to such an extent that um, whenever they look into the past, they identify problems, and then um, so with that they can do something for themselves for the future, and that way um we, we we solve issues such as unemployment because mm -hmm. once we're able to um equip students with these valuable skills for the 21st century we are dealing with a whole lot of issues we are solving social unrest like demonstrations we are dealing with um unemployment because we are teaching students how to evaluate things for themselves and how to create things for themselves so um my research is a new area that um seeks to look at opportunities that the 21st century brings us and how these opportunities can be added to our current higher education system or our current education system in order to 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 create solutions for the problems we have 
to create solutions for the problems you have. So it's a it's 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 a whole big thing. It's a whole yeah. big thing. So I just say um the problems the problem my research seek to solve is to make students um lifelong learners is to make students independent creative thinkers for the 21st century yeah. wow this is really interesting and how is this going to be that are we going to now uh, retrain teachers mm. or lecturers so that they know how to um, transfer the knowledge to students in such a way that the students will, will now know how to i mean will be more innovative or are we going to just go directly to um to talk to students i don't know if you get what i'm trying to because the teachers are the ones transferring the the knowledge so yeah, yeah so how, how is it going to be yeah it's um it's a, a whole it's a whole it's 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 not one side issue so teachers have their parts to play um students also have their parts to play so for teachers it's of it's more of um retraining themselves and putting in place structures that was that were able to that will be able to help them see things in a different light um or things, help them to see things that is in tune with the current system um the current generation that um that are coming up so teachers have their past to play and most importantly students have also their past to play because um there's things are gradually moving i mean not gradually but everything is now online these days and online presents us a huge opportunity to explore how i mean how we can present us a huge opportunity to to explore how we can take advantage of the systems that are in place online to develop students into um, their best possible selves so mm -hmm. one approach which i've I'm, I'm so passionate about or have been using um these days um, um which is part of my research is to is to look at um um, um learner sourcing crowdsourcing so crowdsourcing <clears throat> learner sourcing so it is is some it's just like taking um would you like to share, uh, to share the screen oh okay That's well like maybe just up yeah you, you okay. maybe you can just yeah you can go mm -hmm. ahead share whatever uh yeah so what we have been what i'm doing now in respect to students is um for them to 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 utilize current technology which everybody has at their disposal nowadays mm -hmm. to, to to bring out the best in them so we see students um normal people going online to create things right you see them mm -hmm. going online things we see them um we see people crowdsourcing for money we see people um crowdsourcing for votes to 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 for some petitions to be done so this is the idea we have to if this can be done in the social space why can't we do this in the educational setting so mm. we bring the idea of crowdsourcing into education which some people call learner sourcing because you're now going to put it in a structured way where people, students, um, students' um, capabilities will be enhanced. 
right? Mm. So bringing them into such space means that we are putting them into a space where they can create things on, for themselves. In such way, we are they are not relying totally on the past, but we mm. are bringing out what they have for themselves, right? Um, yeah. What they have in mind. And that means they are creating new knowledge for themselves. And in the form of in the in the process of creating new knowledge, they will also be evaluating such new knowledge, new knowledge they've created, they've created to make sure that they are at the right standard, to make sure that whatever they are putting out there is of good quality for themselves and also for others. So um one thing that people um that has always been mentioned one framework that has always been mentioned is the bloom's taxonomy which is shown on the screen and um on the top of the bloom's taxonomy you have creation and evaluation and mm -hmm. this is what um students we, we we aim at directing students at doing um so if you look at the very top we have remembering which has been which is a bit it's not necessarily bad but once you start, we have remembering which we do when we start education, when we start learning. So in primary school, you do something like rain, rain, go away, go and come mm -hmm. another day. We mm -hmm. are just remembering. We are just reciting. We are just remembering. So from that stage, you move to understanding. You remember and you understand. Why are you even saying rain, rain, go away? Why reciting <laughs> that? And then you apply. You, the application stage is when you put whatever you understand into practice to have an experiential feeling of whatever you've you've you, you've memorized mm. and um you analyze so um so these are stages these are stages but um i believe that at the highest level of things especially in higher education the focus should be on this level the focus should be on this level. And one, one way we can do this is to use um, technologies. Mm -hmm. way we can, because everybody is a content creator. Facebook yeah. people are making posts. <laughs> yeah. People are posting, people are making videos on TikTok. People are making videos on um, YouTube, just as, as what you are doing. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, do you know the number of videos um, people post on YouTube? So people post a lot on WhatsApp, Snapchat, everything. So this is the idea we have. Bring all those skills into an educational setting. Put, utilize them in such a way that it can help students come up with something on their own. And um, that is what we call um, learner sourcing. Bringing all students together and then for them to create something new. So with my research, I'm doing something. I'm using a system called Ripple. Which is called recommendation, which means recommendation in peer personalized learning environments. And the main purpose of this system is to engage students in um, higher order learning activities on the Bloom's taxonomy as shown on the screen. So um, we engage students in creating, we just give them questions and then they explore, they create their own thing, they can do whatever they like based on a certain standard we give them. So Educators have their role to play, but most importantly, students are the focus because mm. they, they are the people who are who will be going out there in the end to make the impact. And once we believe that once this is done, we'll be able to deal with a lot of things. Mm. For example, when you apply for a job, they're going to be asked how many years experience do you have. We want people with five years experience. <laughs> but once we're able to structure systems in such a way, in, in this way, um, 
in some way somehow deal well some of these job experiences because in your education process you've been able to have experience in creating your own stuff so it's, it's a whole wow which everybody has a part to play yeah well this, this is really really interesting so um at what level do you do you apply this i mean st students from the crack from i mean coming from crutch primary school secondary school or higher level i think this this can be done at all levels like this can be done at all level but um for example but um with with some little folk with with a little with a with different degrees of emphasis so for example um the level of critical thinking a junior high school students can do will be different from a level of critical thinking a lower primary student can do and um, a higher senior high school student can do so different levels of critical thinking so it's it's it spans across it depends on how we put these things across to students right so mm -hmm. that now we, we, we begin we begin bringing students up in 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 in, in um in a, in the best way possible from the start rather than um focusing on the highest level at the higher level of education so it's a gradual process it can cut across all level of education okay. some people would say that oh it's, it's it's difficult to engage students um younger students in critical thinking so yeah. in creating stuff but it would amaze you if you go to lower primary let's say class one to class three and ask students to create something it will amaze you the kind of things they will come yeah. up with yeah you the kind of analysis they're going to make right so these mm -hmm. are the things you don't have to you don't have to downplay at all these are the things we had a rather we are rather have to enhance them to keep on exploring on their own and also guiding them to the best to their best possible self and at the end of the day when they end up in higher education you will see them creating things they'll become the engineers they'll become <laughs> the the good people we want to see in society mm -hmm. so yeah education is um very very um important one um, it's, 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 um, once we get this right, we will be able to build a society we want on, we'll be able to build a society we want for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We don't yeah. just wait for somebody to come and then they take to us whatever we want. So, so it cuts across a level of education, all levels, but to a different extent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. So what? challenges have you faced so far and how did you overcome those challenges mm. well yeah there's a lot of there's been a lot of challenges um working with students um it's um challenge because my research is basically um working with students yeah um so how sometimes putting this across to students become a little bit challenging even though they can relate from the social aspect of your life mm. bringing them to um, the academic setting can sometimes be a challenge for them um they may see sometimes see it as an overload um right yeah because what we've been trying to do is to go through the normal system where we have education where teacher gives us his work 
the teachers market and then we get our feedback and then we go away mm. but here um we are also training students to be able to give feedback for themselves and also for others mm. so we are sort of saying this is what the teacher can do we are giving that some of that responsibility to you to also mark or assess the work of your friends in doing that you also increase your own knowledge mm -hmm. you also increase your own expertise right so um moving students from their comfort zone of being just um recipients to being active learners is something really good but then it takes time for students to get completely into that frame and we are not saying that it's going to happen now and then it mm. takes time it the takes gradual time. process the gradual process but then it has to start from somewhere Definitely. it has to start from somewhere so that is one challenge with that um another challenge is this that is relates to um teachers or instructors or lecturers it's um um this means that a lot of restructuring has to go on in the curriculum mm. right so mm -hmm. imagine coming into contact with a lecturer or a teacher who is who has everything set up who doesn't want to change things then it becomes challenging for you to implement such an mm. idea or such a system in the whole education curriculum of of in the whole education curriculum or even in just in one course it becomes a very big challenge so these are the two main challenges um face that is being faced and actually that is what i i aim at solving, solving. That is one of the problems i aim at solving mm -hmm. to bring teachers or educators to a point where they're able to incorporate changes in their whole courses right and mm -hmm. to also bring students to a point where they become active learners who take control over their own learning mm -hmm. rather than sit there for them to get some past questions at the end of the semester <laughs> or at the end of the term to learn and then remember and then go and pass and then go and then forget as you say in Ghana chill for for pass and pass and forget yeah and at the end of the day when they go to the world of work employers mm -hmm. will complain that students are not ready for work but, yeah so students are not ready for work but if we put things in such a way that um if you if you restructure things in such a way in the way that i've described it also prepares students for the work of for the world of work because mm -hmm. students are going to work with other people in, a, in, a, in an organization and if you begin training that them at a, at at least at a high education level where they work with other peers where they collaborate with other friends to work effectively then we are also dealing partly with some of these problems so mm -hmm. it's a whole big thing yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Well, I, I, I like I really I really like your your research area. Yeah, it's very Thank interesting. Thanks. So what is a day like in the life of a researcher? Uh yeah, it's um 
mind day well so i wouldn't say a day in my life i would say a semester in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah a semester in my life as a as a researcher um it's um it's like um it's a roller coaster Hmm. So at the beginning of the semester, things are really hectic. Busy students are coming in. So I I first of all have to interact with lecturers if they are interested in using the idea I'm selling to them hmm. and incorporating it into their course. If they are interested, then um, I'll have them set everything up. And then I, most of the time, go to lectures with them to orient students about what they're going to do with what the new addition to their course. So some of these happen online. Some of these happen in person. Now, mostly these days, it's been online because of COVID. COVID, yeah. And, um, um, the full of, the subsequent weeks are like exchange of emails between myself and students because the classroom is my lab. See, the class, the classroom is my lab, yeah. and now the classroom has moved online. So whenever students have problems, they send them to me. And then I respond to them. Some of most of the time, especially on weekends, um, that is when students do the assignments. So they I get a lot of emails on weekends, especially on Sundays and Fridays. Mm. And um so that is the first part of my life as a researcher. So working with students back and forth, helping them solve problems. And at the same time, um, gathering data from them, from the experience, so that I can make improvements in, first of all, in um, the system I'm using. And secondly, um, know how to better guide students whenever they come up, whenever they face problems. So that is the first part of the whole thing. And that is a semester-long activity because you, I want to get a full picture of whatever is happening in a semester so that I can make informed decisions about what specific actions students can take or instructors or lecturers can take. And also um, another aspect of my life has to do with, as a researcher, has to do with um, analyzing, analyzing data I have from students, making sure they make sense, making sure um, I'm identifying gaps in in where students fall short and making recommendations and um, writing these days. Um, you do, I've been doing a lot of writing, um, writing, writing, sometimes manuscripts, preparing um, PowerPoints based on what I've found to be shared with instructors and my advices, mm. uh, because I meet my advices every Monday to discuss progress and also to to show them what what um, to ask for help. I mean, regarding where I've been, I'm having problems. Mm. 
and um yeah reading 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 because that is it is on the basis of that that i can um see what has been already done so that mm -hmm. i wouldn't end up repeating myself or as i said i wouldn't end up going back into the past and <laughs> the same thing, but then try to come up with new knowledge so my day is um it's um it's a uh, mixed with many things it depends on the specific time in the semester so when you get into the middle of the semester i don't really interact with students that much because they know what to do mm -hmm. but when when guests make semester exam i have to send reports to instructors about how the students are doing yeah and at the end of the semester i also have to send reports so it's as i said it's a whole semester activity of classroom work or classroom work and also it's part, all part of my research and also researching as in writing reading, reading and writing right yeah and analyzing yeah wow so as a researcher we know that the um, a way to communicate to us some of the things you are doing or you know, a way to showcase your work is through publishing articles hmm. so can you tell us a little bit about that what goes on in publishing um, a research article hmm. it's um a lot goes into that a lot a lot goes into that behind the scenes um i'm writing is it's, it's it's i mean the more you do it the more you write the better you become right so um, it takes a lot to write you have to do a lot of reading um i do a lot of reading in order to even start writing in order to even put down a, a sentence or even a paragraph a lot of reading goes in into that and then to make sure everything your ideas flow you the story lines you I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell i'm trying to tell people it's it's well it's it's, it's coherent and um i mean once the writing process is done and i want to sell my knowledge out there i i also have to search for uh, the the best journal or the i mean the the appropriate i wouldn't say the best but appropriate journal i can send my research articles too and that also takes a lot of time um to, to to decide or to know where to really publish your work because my work is um i would say is um a multi multi um disciplinary research because it has aspect of a little aspect of online learning or computing or digital learning a little aspect of some aspect of um, educational psychology aspect of teaching and learning so identifying which of these areas are the best i mean is the best uh, for which of these areas is the best for for whatever work i want i'm writing is also something that has to be done publishing also um takes a lot there's a lot of um predator predatory general journals out out there so uh, you also have to make sure that where you're publishing is the right place to to do it and um it takes a lot of time to get reviews sometimes the reviews come and you've been rejected yeah 
um <laughs> and you have to go through a lot of revisions and rewriting and all sort of things if you've been accepted then you, you thank your stars and you give glory to god <laughs> so a lot goes into that a lot goes into writing and publishing of paper but generally um what i go through is sort of i've just told you mm. and um it's the more you do it the more i do it the better i become it's okay. a whole learning process yeah i know we've already talked about uh, rejection and how to deal with it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. viewers can watch that if you are going through even um article rejection right right yeah, yeah. so what should an aspiring researcher know before pursuing this um this career path mm -hmm. My career path for um, any career path. As a researcher, actually. As, as a researcher. researcher yeah. yeah um, it all starts with interest and passion. Uh, so if 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 you're not interested about something, you you or if you're not passionate about something, perhaps um, along the way you may you may give up, or you may throw your hands in despair and and just curse your stars. So. Um, <laughs> I think the first thing is the passion because it is that which will drive you to explore more. It is that which will push you to read more into into the literature. That which will help you to dig more into the um, to the literature to know what is in there. So passion, interest, I think comes first, and also um, um, you have to have some knowledge in the area that you 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 want to research i know there are new and emerging areas coming up now and then mm. but then you need to have some knowledge in where you want to research i mean enough knowledge in where you want to research into for example um my background is as you mentioned earlier um english as a bachelor's degree teaching English as an international language as a, for my master's. And now um, where I, in my, for my master's, I focused on online learning. Mm. So teaching on an online learning, not only classroom learning, but online learning, blended learning, and all those sort of learning. And now um, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding it to um teaching in education in general in higher in higher education the same online learning component and some parts of um, um educational psychology uh so and yeah so the the, the knowledge is there so enough knowledge is there to, to as a start off point so if you want to be a researcher it's it's more about having interest and also having enough knowledge as a start off point or else you'll give up it's 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 not a small journey um so there should be something strong enough at least um as a basis for you to start off it or else you would give up, give up and then, yeah if you also passionate and have interest in that um at, at some point you lose the passion 
and what will be driving you is the determination. So you also have to be determined. You also have to be determined. But above all, have the knowledge. Above all, have the knowledge. Above all, be interested in digging more and more and more and more. Well, so it's knowledge, passion, and determination, right? Yes. Great. How do you see the current state of research work in Ghana and what do you think can be done to improve it? Um, from my experience, I think what we what can be done to improve Ghana is doing well um, in terms of teaching and learning in higher education. But in terms of research, I think there's more room for improvement and for research to be done. Um, um, there should be a lot of funding. Yeah. There should be a lot of funding. I mean, so if if um, government is able to sponsor more, or if different bodies are able to put in the funding, the the necessary funding, then the level of research in our higher education institutions would would really would really um, improve because mm. most of the time we would we are more into more into the teaching 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 which is very good which is perfect there's nothing wrong with that but then if you want to expand if you want to grow more and more and more then more funds should be put into the research because it is the money that would fund um um the researchers or the lecturers to 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 explore more if there is no money then how can they do, do their work, work? Mm. Right. so and another thing is the infrastructure there should be enough infrastructure for every discipline mm. to, to be able to carry out their level of research they want as i said the classroom is your lab <laughs> and now online is my lab mm. right? because things have moved online so online is my lab mm. so if um, institutions don't have appropriate structures for students to engage with for example um provision of quality internet services on campuses provision of um, state-of-the-art computer laboratories where students who don't have um, um, maybe uh, computer accessories or computers to engage with to learn on their own at home can go and assess um, can go and use these things like if these things are not in place then it makes things difficult for even for the students and even the lecturer who wants to um, who wants to do research so it's a whole lot of things a whole lot of things the funding comes appropriate infrastructure for every discipline mm. right not to prioritize other disciplines ahead of others because others, yeah it's a whole society and we mm. are all linked together so if you prioritize let's say a uh, ahead of b then it may it may it may it may it may not be well with us to, to a larger extent. So, so there is more to be done. There is more to be done on that. And also, um, once these things are done, there should be, um, we can, publishing of our research work is also something that also has to be um, looked into very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think institutions are now, I'm, I'm so happy, I mean, back home people are institutions have begun um restructuring many things they began um lifting up the standard and lifting up the bar so that students and lecturers can 
um, go into more more research. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say research in Ghana is um, is coming up gradually. It's coming mm-hmm. up gradually. Um, and now if and now you can see students at some students in some universities, either pr- uh, private or public, um, even at undergraduate level, trying to publish some works. So, which is which is, which is good. Yeah. Sign of something that is a sign that things are changing. Getting better. Yeah, getting better. Yeah, getting better. Great. It's okay. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to know that things are getting better back home. And so, do you have plans of going back to Ghana to settle? Um. Well, I would say. I moved from Ghana to Thailand and now I'm in Australia. So wherever my services are needed, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, um, as I I always say, I'm I'm available to help if I'm needed. So if my services are needed in Ghana, why not? If my services are needed in um, are needed elsewhere, why not? There is a problem where people have complained that. Whenever they try to go back home, there are some challenges here yeah. and there. I think getting the job is is a challenge. Um, perceptions surrounding people who have um, gone um, abroad gone out to, to abroad to pursue education and the perceptions of those back home. These are some challenges that come to play when people want to go back home. Um, want to go back home. So personally. Um, if the opportunity comes and if my services are needed, I'll willingly really help. <laughs> yeah, why, why not? But if I offer my services and um, I'm you are rejected, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm rejected. What else can I do than to look elsewhere? Elsewhere, so, yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, other people are also have the desire to come back home, but um, the the structures to receive them. I don't mean the physical structures, but the pathways through which they can use to to come sometimes become sometimes become very complex or challenging to deal with. See, so um, yeah, so yeah, I why not? I don't really, and also as I said, I don't really have to be in Ghana before I can make any impact. Right? Mm, mm. I can now the, now online is your lab so yeah so <laughs> I, I do everything online so yeah and there's a lot of collaborations with, between institutions mm-hmm. so yeah so why not I'm, I'm i'm i'll be very happy i i love my country yeah <laughs> i pray that when you are ready to go you would be accepted with both arms because we need this we need the, the knowledge that you have acquired to make things but especially in our education system so i just do pray and hope that whenever you are ready to to come back home uh, the structures will be accepting enough <laughs> to yeah, make yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah very yeah uh, you're right it's it's I've seen, I've seen some colleagues go back home and, and their, their feedback is great um things are getting changing and um i'm particularly impressed about um the changes that 
the ministers of education are doing these days even though more is yet to be done but they are still they if they also know the challenges and they have put in place plans to address them mm -hmm. um, um infrastructure wise is there I, I leave that for other people but i'm more concerned about the curriculum and how to impact students positively so these are things that have been done they've gone through the curriculum they've changed certain things they've mm -hmm. restructured the aims that we at the end of the day what we want students to achieve out of things uh, but i think at some point we still still in terms of assessment we still go back to the previous ways of doing things relying yeah. most on past, past questions, questions. Mm. this government buying past questions past questions past questions um we can look into how can we restructure our assessment to look mm. in more into the future into the future and then to generate new knowledge and build our, our, our citizenship citizens up so it's it's as um we are still in progress i mean we are still in the process Thanks mm -hmm. Great. Wow. It's been great listening to your journey and your super interesting research work. So what would be your final words to our viewers? Um, final words. Um, what should I say? Um, research is, is good. It forms, it, it forms the basis on which every developed country grows um without knowledge as the bible says for lack of knowledge my people perish, perish right? yeah. and to generate new knowledge we have to look into new you have to look into things carefully we have to search and have to research and have to re-research -re <laughs> so re research is very good and um one thing i also want to say is that whatever you have interest in um it is not bad um, no matter what people say about it mm. uh, don't give up keep on pursuing it keep on searching on it keep on finding ways through which you can improve that because the world is big and there's there's always space for you for your research interest and um also you have to gather as much knowledge as possible mm -hmm. um knowledge is infinite it's it is so vast that um you cannot exhaust it so um keep on researching keep on expanding your horizon in terms of how much knowledge you can consume and you'll be surprised what you'll be able to 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 to, to know when you keep on building you keep on digging deep into whatever you you have and um learn more in your area of study learn what to research into learn where you can publish your work and also how you can implement the findings you have in your research we have a lot of research sitting on the in, in the libraries unimplemented yeah. how can we implement whatever idea you can research? Because that'll be that'll be how we can experience knowledge, you've, new knowledge you've, you've been able to come up with. Mm. So 
I think that that is where research ends. Let us experience whatever you have in, in our lives. Um, also, determination counts. There will be a lot of setbacks. There will be a lot of um, broken hearts. There will be a lot of rejections. There will be a lot of negative criticisms of your work. And because of that, you may want to give up. But um, don't give up. It's part of the it's part of the whole process. Yeah, it's part of the whole process of learning. that is that is how learning occurs. If you always get, um, if you don't get criticized constructively, then um, you won't you learn. Know, yeah, so <laughs> that is how learning occurs. So that is um, this this that's how it is. And um, lastly. Um, don't give up believe in your abilities um, try as much as possible to seek help when needed because you are not the only repository of knowledge mm. a lot of things are coming up when you have ideas share share it with people who can relate mm. with your ideas if people cannot if others cannot relate to the ideas move mm. on to the next person then mm. you find people who who always have the same ideas as you so um that is what i want to say education is my passion i'm passionate about everything education and um i think it is the it is the foundation on which every civilized society is built once we take it seriously then other people as a country in ghana other people elsewhere will take us seriously because it is that which shows how far we've come as a nation and as a people so i want to play my part if the stage is ready but in the meantime i'm preparing backstage when i'm called upon i'll come play my skills so that's what i have to say wow great great thank you so much mr joe jemfi and we wish you all the best uh, in the work that you are doing more grace to your elbow you are doing so well so keep up the good work and thank you thank so you. much for sharing your journey also with this. Thank you very much, Tisha. It's nice always coming on your show and you're also doing a great work. Keep um, bringing people on board to share their experiences and you never know who, who you are blessing with these interviews and with these things you are doing. So thank you very much for creating this platform for us to also share what we have great thank you thank you and thank you viewers for staying tuned always as always and watching our um our interactions with researchers so see you in our next episode bye bye bye